Welcome back to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. I'm your host, Casey. Hey, everyone. I'm Ashley, and um, 88 Rising just released their lineup for Head in the Clouds this upcoming August, and Chunga and Jay Park are on the lineup amongst, like, the other obvious 88 Rising artists. So I'm very excited to see Jay Park. <laughs> I'm excited for the content and the coverage of this because I'm not going. Um, only Ashley, Chris, Sammy are going. Mm-hmm. Is Nathan going? No, he's not going. Okay, so it's just the three of you? Yeah. And you guys got like VVIP or something? Yeah, right? we got the highest ticket level. It's called South Bay Surf Club. Wow. I know. I'm so excited. There's one artist that hasn't been released yet. On the lineup poster, they just have like question mark smiley face. (gasps) I don't know if that means like an unreleased artist or if that's the name of the artist. I don't know. I'm I'm understanding it as an unreleased artist. So I'm speculating that it is another like Asian American, hopefully K-pop related artist like Kong Daniel. I don't know. <laughs> or Jesse. I have whoever it is, I know I'm gonna have FOMO. Yeah. I'll have to live through you just like our listeners. So yeah. <laughs> make sure to take good notes. <laughs> I will. I will. All right, everyone, if you haven't uh guessed, the this episode is unique because it's only me and Ashley today. Um, a special treat because usually there's three or there's four of us, so Let's hope we can carry the pod in honor (laughs) of Nathan and Chris. And um, if you want some more special subunits, let us know. Oh, are we subunit AK? Like, yeah. (laughs) This is big and little content right here, y'all. Like, Ashley was my sorority big sis. So, this is, we're keeping it in the family today. I like it. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Idle Talk Pod. Rate, review, and subscribe to us on all the major podcast directories and streaming platforms. And if you have any feedback, email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com. Ooh, also don't forget that we have our content directory, idletalkpod.ubu.ai, where we have our previous episodes categorized. We have some playlists, uh, K-drama reviews, and information about us. And that link can also be found in the description of our episodes. So this is going to be a K-bops episode where we talk about the songs that are new or just new to us. Um, it's just two, and then we're going to have like a special like general chat at the end. Um, so Ashley, if you could kick us off with your recommendation. Yes. So my sweet baby, uh, Kong Daniel, my cute little otter child, he released his first full-length studio album titled The Story on May 24th. And the song I'm recommending is his title track, Upside Down.
so first thing I want to say about Upside Down is that it's a fucking bop. Like, it's a, it's like a, like a chill, upbeat, chill, upbeat. That's so like contrasting, but like, it's just like a vibey, upbeat summer bop. Mm-hmm. And um, Upside Down, the song is about um, him. The song starts off with him saying like, he's feeling off nothing is going his way everything is going wrong he can't get anything right um and these are the lyrics in the verses and he doesn't understand why things are going wrong and not going his way and then come the hook and the the bridge and the chorus he says like i just want to um he feels like he's living in a world that's upside down because what he's feeling right now is not normal. You know, he's feeling really off. He wants to turn it around and change it back to a life that he wants. And in the chorus, um, you'll see the choreography. There's a there's like a distinct choreography change between the the verses and the chorus. In the verses, he's talking about like why is everything not going my way, and you'll see him and the dancers like bumping into each other he's confused like why he's like they're not in sync um and then in the chorus you'll see him like having a lot more fun because he's talking about how he wants to turn his life around um make it the way he wants and everything is going his way so wow that's so deep is it deep i mean i feel like if you watch the the music video it's kind of like surface level but it's really cute. Well, I didn't notice that the choreo changed through the song. I was just into the Yeah. I watched both the videos you sent me. Yeah. Which was the music video and the comeback stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched every single <laughs> stage. So I noticed these things. And you can – it's very – it's not hard. Or, I mean, like, it's kind of hard to tell – what's happening in the music video on first watch because it just looks like he's having a lot of fun but like mm-hmm. the more times you watch it you'll see in the in the first scene in the barbershop he's like running into his uh fucking dancers and they're like what the fuck like get out my way and he's confused oh. yeah it's very good that's deep, though. They're like, okay, I de- I definitely just um, consumed it at a very surface level. I was like, wow, this is a bop. I I uh, I did take some notes um, for the music video. Ooh. I really like the change, the hair change from orange to the purple ombre. Oh, yeah, the purple ombre. Was that sig- is that signifying like is one version of him the one with orange hair? Is that like? the right side up one and then the purple ombre is the upside down one or vice versa honestly i didn't notice there was a color change in the hair (laughs) how i don't know maybe it's just really obvious i watched a lot of stages and he has different color hair in the stages okay the primary one is the purple and the the blonde but yeah yeah maybe there maybe there is some symbolism there you know like wow 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 I don't know. Uh, what else? Oh, on the comeback stage, I was tripped out because the opening of the comeback stage is like it's peering down, and then he's like, it looks like he's upside down and he's looking down at us, and we're right side up. I don't yeah. know how to describe that better, but like the way they staged like the 
the whole set of the stage was so clever. Like they、yeah. had the buildings like upside down, and then it kind of was. I don't know how they hung it or braced it against. <laughs> I don't know. It was just so clever. You have to see the music video. Yeah, all of this, all of his stages, like on Music Core or what is that, the Mnet Show and Inky Gaio, all of the backdrops are upside down. So all the houses and like businesses around him are upside down. I like that. I know. I love he, the boyish vibe. Yeah.、Um, he makes <laughs> dancing look so easy. Yeah. I don't know, and I, it just like seems like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I love it. I love him. Yeah, you could tell he's、it. a natural dancer because he really does make it easy,、uh, look easy, and、Especially, you could feel his、uh, joy. You could feel his joy. Did you notice the dance break in on the Mnet stage? Yeah. So the dance. Break, I wrote. I wrote. Wow, dance break. The b boying. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was really surprised that he started break dancing and then immediately went back into singing. Like, the,、yeah. when, when I was watching that with Sammy, she was like, "Wow, you really have to get the timing down for those fucking spins in order to like、mm-hmm. hop back up to start singing、oh, again." I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. I,、wow. He doesn't do the break dancing in every single stage. Like in the Inky Gaio stage, he did、um, a choreo like. Like just choreographed dance, and there was like a little in the dance break. The audio has like a guitar, and so he like strums a guitar、mm. in the dance break. But he doesn't break dance. I don't know what when he like decides when he wants to break dance versus when he wants to do the choreo. But like, yeah.、It's、I、legit. wrote,、uh, is this a? Are we experiencing a b boy cultural comeback? I know. This is like. We went from zero b-boying to suddenly two, or is that just like a coincidence? No, I feel、or、like maybe it it's a、leave? trend because I think it's a trend too. NCT, I mean, I don't think NCT Dream in their new single, yeah, beatbox. I don't think they were break dancing, but they were clearly like they set up the scene to make it look like they were about to like dance battle. Yeah. That's such. That seems like a wasted opportunity to not be boy. I don't know if they know how to break dance. They, you can learn. Can does Kang Daniel like historically <laughs> break dance, or I, did he learn it for this、know. comeback? I bet he learned it for this comeback. See if Kang Daniel can learn it, then I'm sure NCT Dream can learn it.、That's、I feel like、true. they would have so much fun too. That's true. I want to see more break dancing. Yeah. These summer bobs.、This、I agree. Time. Wow! Look at us identifying trends. Yeah! Wow! We're <laughs> forecasting trends over here, everyone. Wow! <laughs> Are we professional podcast? I no, know.、Though. I'm not even going to finish. We're podcast. We're K-pop analysts now. Wow! I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> well, one last thing I'll say about his album. So this is his first full-length studio album. There's ten tracks on it.、Um, it's his first album after releasing his trilogy、uh, in 20, ending his trilogy in 2021.、Mm-hmm. Um, he co-wrote all of his songs. Some of the songs、wow. were also co-written by his label mate,、um, Chancellor. And then there's some. 
songs that have feet like he has a lot of people featured um for example on don't the song don't tell jesse is featured wow how I long know. has he been active um well he's been active since 101 and then he had that contract issue then he started his own company connect so he's been active oh, that's right he's been active at least that with connect for a couple of maybe three years now minimum wow mm-hmm. no wonder they had the budget for all his stages dude connect is like legit when i was looking up connect entertainment because a i didn't know that chancellor was his label mate chancellor is like an r&b artist um, so when I was looking up Connect Entertainment, I saw that CL is signed to Connect. Did you know that? Wow, he got – I did not know that. Yeah, there's only CL. four artists, him, Chancellor, CL, and I think her name is Yuju. Is that – I don't know if it's a girl. I assumed it was a girl. Yuju. Hmm. Yeah, it's a girl. Oh, oh, the Yuju girl. She's fucking, she's the girl from G-Friend. Oh, the one yeah. who signed recently. Yeah, she recent, she's a G-Friend member. So yeah, he has four <sighs> artists, including himself. And he's a CEO he's of his company. Wow, wow, wow. He's fucking killing it. And how old is he? I think he's like 2000. Let's look. Stand by, please. He okay. is 25 years old, 1996. I mean, I'm sure he's not doing it by himself. He the just he's CEO by name. Probably. Well, the fact that he is even at this point in his career, what at 25? Wow. Okay. I know. Well, he works hard and He does work hard. I respect it, and you know what? I um, I appreciate that he is doing quality over quantity. Yeah. That's a smart move. Um, yeah. The I have two final notes. Um, the fan chant goes hard. Dude, like, people were this, saying that in the comments of the music video or like, of that, that Mnet stage. That was the best fan chant, like the cleanest. I've heard in a long time. I feel like fan chants are a dying art. They really are. You don't hear fan chants at BTS concerts anymore. We'll yeah, say. because <laughs> first of all, people don't know him. And the people that go, I don't know, like they're probably not learning it. Yeah, I was shouting the Butter fan chant by myself in my area. Butter has a fan chant? Yeah. What is it? Is it just the members' names? I mean, no, there's a whole – I mean, yes, it's the the members' names, but then there's, like, a whole thing, like a regular fan chant. Oh, my see, God. This is, see, see I don't even this know that. This is the issue that I'm talking about. <laughs> like, please, if you're listening to this, learn your faves fan chants, at least for their, sing, your, their like, title tracks and stuff. Wow. We can't let it die because I really, like, I felt – so happy hearing how strong the fan chant was in that Kang Daniel comeback stage. I felt invigorated. I was like, this is K-pop standing culture. 
Is the fan chan for butter in English? Besides yes. Their... Oh, it's so easy to learn. It's in English. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know that. Now, wow, I need to work harder. Yeah. Remember, we were like forcing Sammy to rehearse before 2019 Rose Bowl, and now look at us—barely know any fan chat. I know uh, how far we've fallen from grace. For real. All right. Uh, my last note was the floor to ceiling sparklers were on the stage were nuts. Like I was very concerned about safety. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, yo, this is hype. Like, no, he's going I mean, he in. No, you got me hyped. But I was like, damn, they're kind of close to, like, yeah. the sparklers. Because they had sparklers coming from the top and shooting out from the bottom to kind of make, like, a crisscross of sparklers. No matter where you turned <laughs> in the stage was a sparkler. That's cons- – okay, fine. I guess uh, they must have tested it and everyone was safe. But, Wow. Oh, Daniel has money. I see the BTS butter fan chant now. It's just yelling the end words of the rhymes. And some of the middle words of rhymes. Ah. That's what I'm saying. It's so easy. You can learn it in an afternoon. Yeah, I could. I mean, I probably already. You could guess it. Yeah, I could guess it. Okay. Anyway. I feel educated now. Okay. Okay, great. I'm glad that you learned something from me today. (laughs) All right. Uh, So my recommendation for this episode is new to me. This group is new to me. I will clarify on that. Um, It is The Boys, She's the Boss. So I don't know if we've talked about the boys like an actual coverage. We have. I okay. So <laughs> Well, the I, only time that we talked about the boys was when we discussed Kingdom. kingdom? Oh, Road okay. to Kingdom. Road to Kingdom oh. and Kingdom. So we've discussed them a couple times oh i wasn't on those episodes yeah and i don't listen to episodes i'm not on so oh wow okay i know (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i don't know well i'm just gonna go over it again anyway because that's all my notes and i don't have anything to say if i don't go over the background okay so this is good this is good review and i am a boy stan i you are i am i have a child one I have, you have ever child? since ever since I watched Road to Kingdom and Kingdom, I have I stand them. So I'll I'll critique your background. This? Oh no, it's not <laughs> it's not a lot of background, it's just basic info. Okay, okay whatever. Just go ahead, go. So <laughs> now I feel like I'm being like graded. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay, so the boys is an eleven member boy group under IST Entertainment. Um, their members are Sanghyun, who's the leader, Jacob, Younghoon, Hyunjae, Juyeon, Kevin, Nu, Kyu, Juhakyeon, Sunwoo, and Eric. These names, by the way, like, I wish that groups kind of did more of a cohesive naming when it comes to stage names, because mm-hmm. why is there a guy named Nu 
N-E-W. And then there's a guy named Kevin. And then a guy named Ju Hakyun. Like, <laughs> like there's a mix of nicknames, English yeah. names, and Korean names. And random English words. A l- English letter Q. Like, I just want like cohesive. Me. Q. I don't like know. a theme. I don't yeah. know. Um, or like <laughs> pick a pick a language. You well, can- maybe maybe that's how they can you differentiate like who is Amer- like American or foreign versus Korean. That's true. There's there's Eric. There's Kevin. You know, like they both speak English. And mm. if they have English names, like you can automatically assume that they speak English. Because what the fuck, like? Yeah, that's true. Like. Jacob, I would assume. Yeah, he speaks English. Um, I guess what bothers me is just the name Kevin because <laughs> I, I, for those of uh, our listeners who aren't in like heavily Asian populated areas, this is a fun fact. Um, if you know one Asian Kevin, you know like probably five more Asian <laughs> Kevins. They especially... span every Asian country, especially Vietnamese. Yes. So Kev- the Kevin Nguyen's. Yeah. It's a, it's a meme. It is a meme. <laughs> I I know a Kevin Nguyen. I know a Kevin Tran. I know a Kevin Lim. Yep. So many Kevins. Um, right. And that's why it's not it's not very uh, it's not a very idol ish name to me. Yeah. I'm so sorry if Kevin is your bias uh, <laughs> and or you just hate this. It's not that I'm criticizing him. It's just that. I'm not. These names don't are not impressing me, and I I don't okay. know. But the song that I'm oh one more detail they debuted December 2017, mm-hmm. so that covers basic need to know information about the boys, I guess. Um, the song "She's the Boss" is off of their Japanese mini album, so it is in Japanese. Um, <laughs> when I sent it to Ashley, she was like, ooh, J-pop. Which I guess it is J-pop. It's yeah. kid, kid J-pop. A friend of um, mine, um, he described their music as Japanese or Japanese K-pop. And I was like, no, no, no. It's not fucking Japanese K-pop. It's in Japanese. So it's J-pop. Okay. I like or it. Or is it Japanese K-pop? No, it can't be Japanese K-pop because it's in... It's Korean J-pop. Okay, maybe there is like actual definitions here. Let's like let's clarify this. Is it J-pop or is it Japanese K-pop? What? I feel like okay, this is the issue we have when we're defining like when we're talking about like BTS's English songs. We were like, is that K-pop or is that like just a general American Western pop song? Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Sammy right next to me. She's not recording, but she's in the room with me. She says that it's K-pop in Japanese. So, I don't know. Japanese I, K-pop. Yeah, Japanese K-pop. I thought it was J-pop, but does that mean that it needs to be sung by Japanese artists? I don't know. Let us know. Com- let us DM us and tell us what the definitions are, people. Yeah, this seems confusing. a I mean, I would... Whatever. Moving I- on. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one to hold us back from these 
tangent. <laughs> okay, it's up to me. I can do this. Yeah, you're the host. All right. So, what? So I've normally like, obviously, since um, the boys has been active since 2017, I've been willfully ignoring their music. I guess that's like the only explanation for why I'm only noticing them now. Yeah. But um, I was listening. I've started listening to K-pop fresh lately um, for showers only. I don't know why specifically that time, but this okay. came on and I was like, wait. <laughs> This is a bop, and I don't know. I just love, I love um, songs from men about like loving or admiring the women in their lives or the woman in their life, um, and that's exactly what the song is about. So it's like if I was looking at the translations on the music video, and or sorry, the lyric video. And the song is just essentially being about like being born to serve the woman that they love. Oh, and I like yeah, that. like yeah. And they were like, li- <laughs> they literally say that I was born for this purpose. Wow, I know. And I was in my head after I saw. I mean, I liked the song before I understood what it was about. You kind of get the gist of it from that. Like, she's the boss, boss, boss. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was when I was reading the translations, I was like, "This song is Cody's anthem." <laughs> Cody is my fiance, and I think that's why I like it so much because Cody's um, love language is acts of service, and that's what the whole song is about. Aside from that, and they even reference like Joan of Arc as a comparison to this person, this boss woman that they're talking about. What is the story of Joan of Arc again? She's like. A teenage girl or younger who got like crazy ass visions from God to like fight in some French historical crusade. Okay. And she was like an underdog story, I guess. Okay. And yeah, wow. that's she's all I know. I know very surface level. She's so. a boss. Yeah, she's a boss. So <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, this song has all, all the elements of a song that I would like. Beautiful vocals, a strong rap, the catchy hook. Like those are my main criteria. So if you ever hear something that sounds like that, send it to me, DM it to us, because I get wrecks all the time through people sending me songs that they think I like, and I'm very predictable. You are. I'm extremely predictable. I like all the same sounds. You do. Um, Can I make a comparison yeah. that I noticed? Yeah. You like groups that are very aggressive, but not in the same aggressive way as like Stray Kids. This song is aggressive, but I would compare it to like Cravity. Oh, I like Cravity. I know you love Cravity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I you love Cravity. I need to talk about Cravity on this podcast sometime because I do love Cravity. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know why I don't acknowledge them on the pod. I will. I promise. I don't know, but yeah, their their music. So the boys, when they first debuted, they had like a really boyish uh, concept, and they have mm-hmm. a lot of like like bubblegum hits. But and then I don't know when the transition happened, but they went straight into like like 
this type of music, aggressive, like, like all black concept leather, you know, like stark faces, <laughs> jawline, you know, staring Damn into it. the camera, like, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's everything I love. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of their recent hits are this concept. Maybe that's why I'm just now noticing and caring about them because now they fit into what I typically like from yes. boy groups. Yes. Um, okay, great. Good to know. I don't feel so bad now about not noticing them until now because <laughs> I was like – because when I was listening to this song and also their, um, the rest of the mini album, I like Toxic Love a lot. That's my next song uh, recommendation off their mm-hmm. album. And I was like, how did I never – like, notice them before, it must be, like, on purpose. Like, why else would I not have paid attention to a group that's giving this kind of sound? Yeah. But now I know it's because they were – and that's also what happened with NCT Dream. I didn't give a fuck about them when they were doing, like, the schoolboy, yeah. youthful concepts. And it wasn't until they – I like it when they grow up. Yeah. They're men now. They're, they're no men. Long- they're the men. They're not the, bo- <laughs> They're the boys. The boys. <laughs> um, so their music video, I also really like. It's really trendy right now, what they did. So overall, the concept is kind of like you're watching them through a kaleidoscope. There's a lot of like crisscrossing, turning, and then like, you know, the way kaleidoscope visuals can be like kind of trippy. They mm-hmm. did a lot of that. There was a lot of sparkle backgrounds. Um like the wavy backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, which was very Y2K, but like brought to the present. And then their all white outfits of the music video also gave me some Backstreet Boys vibes. Mm. So that's another thing I really like because everyone likes the Y2K stuff right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. as someone who was probably like 10 years old during the early <laughs> 2000s who wishes that they were a teenager in the 2000s, like – this is this was really doing it for me. Um, they have this line in the song that's like, "Hey, little lady, what you thinking?" And it's like I'm sitting here, like fingers pressed to my forehead, just like, "Young man, I am old enough to be your mother. Do not talk to me this way." And I think that's what I like to feel from songs. I like to feel like you're being a little inappropriate. You need to relax and leave me alone. I like. It's a very specific <laughs> feeling I like to get from music. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like I should watch Kingdom and Road Dude, to Kingdom. Yeah. They're on Vicky. I know. You've been you've been getting on me to watch Kingdom. Also, I need to watch Queendom. I have yes, not been watching. You do. You need to watch all of them. You need to watch Okay, I'll watch all Road of them. Road to Kingdom, Kingdom, and Queendom too. Okay. Queendom, they're all three are on Vicky. Queendom one uh, is not on Vicky. I don't know where you're, you're going to watch that. I haven't even watched that. So, yeah. Please watch okay, it. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to try to watch Queendom because usually if it's not accessible, it means it's on one of those like websites where you have to have all those ads and yeah, shit. Not worth. And that's where Nathan and I watched like, uh, what was it? We live alone. I live alone or something. Oh, yeah. And it's terrible. It's such a terrible experience. Yeah. But, okay, I'll watch Road to Kingdom. King- Wait, what order do you watch Kingdom and Road to Kingdom? Road to Kingdom is where all of the, like, new groups were battling for a spot on the Kingdom show. 
And then uh, Kingdom is where Stray Kids was. Okay. I should also listen to our podcast coverage yeah. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, listen, listen to the episodes you're not on, Casey. Okay, you're right. I should support the pod. I have a question about the boys and the music video. Well, okay. okay let me make one comment about the music video. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. I thought the music video was good. But low budget. It seemed as though the the music video was filmed inside of a stage, like you know those those like box videos. Mm-hmm. You know how EXO. You probably haven't watched a lot of EXO's videos, but like EXO EXO videos look like they're inside of a box and they're just like changing the background of the stuff inside the box. That's oh, what I it see what you're saying. Like in the boys, like it was just like a like an LED background and them dancing in front of it. And there were like camera effects and zoom ins. And then they would just go back to the widescreen of the box. Yes. I don't know whether it's because like this is a Japanese release and they're not putting as much money towards the Japanese releases as they are the Korean releases. But yeah, it's, it was good, but it seemed low budget. That's a good observation that I, I I am acknowledging, but at the time, I didn't really think twice about. And I guess in hindsight, Kang Daniel's budget was like buck wild for yeah. Upside Down. And the boy's budget for She's the Boss is like non-existent. Yeah. Because you're right. It was just there was nothing they did except bring in like rocks for them to sit on at one right. point. Yeah, they didn't go to a location or anything. Like, it Mm -hmm. was very clearly in a warehouse set. Yeah, and they didn't build a set. They, It's probably green screen or just, like, an LED screen. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's fine. I liked it. I will say that it's been six days since the song came out, and we don't have any – I guess you wouldn't have any stages – would you have stages? Of Japanese songs? Of a Japanese mini album? No, no, right? No. I saw like a dance practice, but I'm, it's such a shame because the song. on tour in the United States. Oh. But they won't perform these, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> so this they song can make money is... in Japan. This, this album went to number one on on the day of debut in Japan. So then so then perform it. Like the song is an yeah. excellent performance song. It's got strong lyrics. Like there's so many points where you could do like a cool like dance break or something, I'm sure. Great choreo in the music video and the visuals are excellent. What? Yeah. Mm, I have issues with <laughs> the fucking K-pop entertainment concept sometimes because I I'm trying to get into the boys, but I need stages, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of this song specifically. Or if someone could recommend me a song that is like kind of equivalent that they would have a stage for, like I need something to hook. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Speaking of the music video, did any one boy catch your eye? Yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin? Yeah. Oh, Kevin? Yeah, which is annoying because his name is Kevin. <laughs> but I really like his visuals. Yeah, he's really good looking. He also yeah. um 
I don't know if he was either a guest on a podcast or he had his own podcast, but there are several episodes of like a Dive Studios um, podcast where he is on it. Oh, okay. I'll check those out. Yeah. I also like Jacob because he had the rap. Yeah. Kevin actually is really talented. He is um he is an artist and he like like he draws. Oh. And he has designed some of their album artwork. Wow. Mhm. Wait. Let me let me double check that I'm thinking of the right person. I know who Kevin is. Kevin, yeah, he's the one that um designed their album artwork for I don't remember which album. I just know that it's brown. Or like taupe. But yeah. He speaks English. <laughs> I kind of I guess I guess that. Yeah. My my bias is Sunwoo. He is I think the second to youngest and one of their main dancers. He's so cute. Like he's a good looking and b he's like a little baby in one of the road to kingdom or maybe it was kingdom episodes there was a a part where they had to film a vcr underwater so they all went to this like underwater tank and they were taking like underwater photos and he didn't want to do it because he was like afraid of being underwater i don't know it was really cute i would just Maybe I'll I'll insert that clip in the description of this episode so you guys can yeah. see how baby he is. Link me. Yeah. He, in some angles, reminds me of NCT Jungwoo. Mm. But in some angles, not all angles. Yeah. Maybe it's like something about the nose. From the angle, if you're look, if he's looking down at you to the left or the right, whatever, he's looking down at an angle where you could see his like jaw and like the the. Almost the uh, profile of his nose. That's when he looks like Jungwoo to me. Mm, I do it's like It's very Jungwoo. specific. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to find the parallel here. Uh, um, Gabe's bias is Juyun. He oh, is okay. like their main visual. He's always in the center of their chorus choreography. He was, I think, um, show music core or music bank mc yeah he's like the most famous one out of that group oh so he's like their jenny kim yeah he's their jenny kim wow i'm glad i didn't pick the most popular one because usually that's who i pick but yeah and i'm glad we don't have overlaps so far but if i get back if i get deep into the boys and i have an update on my bias i'll every i'll let everyone know kevin is a good bias he's a sweet boy I like it. I think um, I just like the boys that are a little softer looking, mm. more feminine looking, I guess, yeah. smaller. So, <laughs> wow, I have a, I have a type. <laughs> uh. I mean, I'll find I'll find the podcast or the Dive Studios episodes he's on, and I'll link them in the description. I'm sure there's like a YouTube video somewhere where I can I'll watch find the it. YouTube. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like this journey for me. Um, I think this is my first new boy group of the year. Yeah, I think the last one for you was Only One Of. 
Yeah, and that was last year. Yeah. I've been really into girl groups this year, though, so that's probably why. Mm-hmm. So it's an wow, I'm so different this year, <laughs> you guys. It's crazy. I know. But that's good because you know what? For two straight years, I never fulfilled any single one of my K-pop resolutions. To stand so I'm like girl catching groups? up. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I'm yeah. catching up. We're having some character growth of this journey. And you know what? I appreciate you if you've been here for the entire time to see me um, become less trash. <laughs> yeah. Stand the boys. But yes. I will stand the boys. I think everyone who is listening to this should stand the boy, the boys and um, help me in my letter writing campaign to get a stage of this song. Yeah. Because it's really important. It's my passion now. I'm <laughs> going to make this my personality. That's it. Love it. All right. So any last thoughts on the boys? No. Mm, I love okay. you, my baby son, Blue. Oh, okay. So <laughs> if you're listening, Ashley loves you. She hopes you're healthy. Yes. And eating well. Um, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that it's only two of us on this podcast. And I really quickly want to talk about the K-drama forecasting love and weather. <laughs> because, well, we haven't t- – first of all, we haven't talked about K-drama on the pod in a while. Yes. We've briefly recommended stuff like in a tagline or quickly at the end of an episode and – I just feel like that's not indicative of our entire obsession with South Korean pop culture. So mm-hmm. we're going to insert some a quick recommendation and review of this show because I think it encompasses a lot of the K-drama strengths that we haven't seen in a few of our shows. We've watched good ones, but, you know, a critique that we often have on the pod is that they don't know how to fucking end their shows. Yeah. And this one was a rare, solid ending. Yes. But before we get to the ending, let's let's do like a quick summary of this show. If you're going to watch it, this is where you would stop listening after the summary. And then after that, it's like probably going to be spoilers. But <laughs> it's about this lady. She works for the Korean meteorologist. Meteorolo- me t- meteorological wait how the fuck meteorological this is am i saying not, that why do i feel no, like you're i'm not, not saying, saying that right how do you, that how do you say it how do you say meteorolog- it meteorological <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing can you cut this out and just edit where we pronounce it correctly yeah meteorological it's, it's meteorological <laughs> Okay, whatever. Leave this in. Anyway, she works for basically the government agency. The KMA. Yes, they predict the weather. And apparently it's so dramatic to predict the weather. There's a lot that is affected by inaccurate or accurate predictions of the weather. Yes. And then this new guy comes to – he transfers to the main headquarters, which is where this lady works. She's a director. And he's, like, super good at predicting the weather. And – there's a lot uh, – she's also working with her ex-fiancé who cheated on her with this new guy's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> There's a lot of interwoven uh, relationships yeah. in the show. And then there's also side characters that work at the KMA. And basically the show is about weather and 
her opening her heart up to love and the new guy also opening his heart up to loving her back. Yes. Yes, that's a good I think that's a Yeah, I think that's solid. You get you get what the a, show's that's about. That's a good summarization. Some okay, cool. summary. Yes. <laughs> so the the girl, the main actress is also from What's Wrong with Secretary Kim? And Her Private Life, which are two of my favorite K-dramas. Her Private Life is definitely a good show to watch if uh, you're a fangirl or a fanboy because it just is, it's like the fangirl's dream come oh, I true. I need to watch it. I guess. It's good. I like it. Um, and then, yeah, so the well, show. The, the main guy, the main guy he also is the main guy, meaning the the new kid who came to the KMA and okay. is now working at the headquarters. He is also from Nevertheless. Oh yes, he is the 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 fuck boy boy, not the noodle shop boy. I yes. guess he's like in Nevertheless. He was like a he was like a fuck boy, you know, like he <laughs> he who was he was a douchebag, and then in this drama. He's like really sweet, so. But he's still like kind of the the same, I guess, in that he easily hooks up with her, like the director, the mate, the yeah. female lead. Like he's they hook up like right away, which I guess is yeah. But he was normal. sincere about it. Okay, okay like fine. he okay, liked fine. her and he enjoyed doing that and it wasn't just like a one-time thing you know and it That's and, right. and he wanted to pursue a relationship with her mm-hmm. he didn't want to just like hook up but he didn't want to at the time he didn't believe in marriage so he was dating to date which is not this is that standard i don't know what the standard is in south well Korea. he like, was dating only- he was dating to be with someone and that that's what was kind of weird for me. He was like he was dating with every intention to like have a long-term relationship with this person and be committed to her, but he didn't because he doesn't believe in the concept of marriage. There was always that thought in the back of her head like when is this going to end, you know? Mm, mhm. Yeah. But they I think they're their relationship grows in a very realistic way. Like, there's a lot of K-dramas where there's some, like, catalyst for change where it's, like, dramatic. She almost dies or he, like, disappears for a year and then has a revelation. But there was none of that here. They kind of just, like, have these conversations with different people about their perspective on the relationship. And then they're getting feedback, absorbing that advice and then making a decision based on all these different factors that they're considering it was very mature yeah i feel it was and not yeah and but the thing is like they didn't he looked younger than her he was he was young oh, okay okay cool i guess i missed that part i think but, like, he was like late mid um, to late 20s and she was early 30s okay Okay, yeah, that makes sense now because there was a lot of situations where I was like, I feel like she would – it would be kind of weird for her to expect marriage from him right away just because she was previously Mm. engaged and ready for marriage clearly. 
um, because he looked so young. But I wasn't sure if that was yeah. a factor or if she – or if he was just, like, straight up, like, I don't they believe in marriage at all. They made it seem the culture in Korea is, like, if you are dating, then you are dating with intent to marry. Because then, like, what are you dating for if not for that? Mm. Well, I will say it was very satisfying that at the end, we didn't – at the end, we didn't get, like, oh, they're married now or, like, a cheap – it felt – it would have been cheap if they were, like, oh, they're engaged now yeah. or they're going to marry now. It ended with them just, like, maturely deciding to be together and, like, having their parents yeah. meet. Which was satisfying for some reason. Yeah, th- I mean, prior to that, they did talk about how she says to her mom that she doesn't want to marry, and could because she understood yes. the reason why he didn't want to marry, and I maybe because mm-hmm. she like she loved him enough to want to be with him and understand like he under she understood what he was saying so that's why she agreed to not marry but yeah i don't know why they <coughs> see this is what was weird like are they getting married because their parents are meeting or are they just like saying we're going to be together long term let's just have our parents meet because of this you know what would be a really I think helpful context is like if we had the South Korean view of dating, like to tell us yeah. what this milestone is. Because I introduced Cody to my parents, like, oh, wait, no, no, that's irrelevant because it's the parents' meeting. Cody and my Cody's parents and my parents haven't met yet. Oh my god, they're gonna meet at the wedding. I mean, we have we have yeah. Christina. Who has who is married oh. a Korean and his family is like native Korean, legit, <laughs> and they it was a big deal for them for the, her parents to meet his parents. I remember it being like a whole ass thing. Yeah, she didn't even meet his parents until they were engaged. So I think that maybe in that con- I guess with that uh, perspective. It's safe to assume the parents' meeting means that this couple is getting married. Or which changes the or meaning of the end. Maybe for me. not married in their sense, because they I don't think they ever talked about not about getting married. Maybe it just means they're gonna be they're more on another level of seriousness. Hmm. Well, I like that that kind of yeah. like ambiguity. It was it was rare, like amb- ambiguous ending for me that yeah. hit the mark. And then I liked also about the show was learning about how the weather affects different things yeah. in society. And it was very well, but dramatic. It is dramatic each like, time. It is very dramatic. It is dramatic. There is a thunderstorm warning. The Coast Guard is not going to let the fishermen out, and then that means they can't work. They can't feed their families. You know, that's probably thousands of people who can't do their job. You know, it affects everyday yeah. life. And they, even in the drama, I, that, I think that was my favorite part, 
of the drama, the correlation between weather or just like natural phenomenons and people. So mm-hmm. the the thunderstorm or like the tsunami warning was one. Um, there was one episode where they were talking about uh, in like an intense heat heat wave and mm-hmm. how heat makes people more irritable. You know, like <clears throat> maybe if you're going like approach people in your day to day with that in mind, like it's not. It's probably not you that's making you irritable. It's like the environment. That's true. Oh, and they showed it mm-hmm. because the AC went out in their building. Oh my god! And now the AC is mm-hmm. out in my house, and I'm irritable. Yeah, and it's probably re- wow affecting Who your knew? relationship with your fiance, your it mood. Is. The weather mm-hmm. affects everything, and if they get it wrong, you know. This, I never thought that the weather forecasting was a big deal. The way they made it seem is a big deal, like the actual announcement of the weather for the day, you know? They made it seem as though if the Mm -hmm. KMA didn't get the weather right, then they would just, like, lose credibility. But I don't know. Like, that seemed really dramatic to me. It was. But we we also don't have in America like a single governing body of weather, do we? Like aren't individual stations, don't they all have their own meteorologist that makes these types of predictions for that specific news station or whatever? I don't know. I never never I genuinely never thought about how weather predictions came to be yeah. until this show. And that's the beauty of K-dramas. They make you care about like random fencing. things. Like, I was really <laughs> into fencing for, like, a hot minute after yeah, 25, maybe 21. that's how they keep you enticed, you know? They talk about, like, a very random topic, and it makes them look, like, way more uh, smart because they're talking in depth yeah. about a topic that no one knows anything about. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, because I could certainly couldn't, like, check them, like, oh, nope, that's that, that cloud is actually yeah. a different type of cloud that indicates it's not going to be a hurricane. Like, yeah. no, there's no way I would know yeah, that information. Exactly. So they could be making shit up, and I'd just be like, <laughs> oh, yeah, those poor fishermen, damn. <laughs> Same with the fencing. There were parts where... Yeah, there were parts where I was, like, yelling at the TV, like, just listen to him. His predictions have been correct. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So dumb. But I I really recommend this show for people who are looking – who love, like, heartwarming love stories, who love character development and happy endings. Yes. With not too much deep, intense drama. And it wasn't a happy ending in the sense where, like, it was – it was, like, too happy, you know? They just kind of, like, tied off the storylines and then everyone went on their way, you know? It wasn't like mm-hmm. everyone was very, very happy. Yeah, like, they yeah. weren't done. Like, nothing was, it was, it was just a definitive like a end. It was, like, the factory ending, you know? Not necessarily yes. happy, but, like satisfactory 
Yeah. You didn't feel like so often with K-dramas, I feel as though there could mm-hmm. be more or I wasn't getting – I wasn't feeling resolved and satisfied. But this ending definitely gave me a lot mm-hmm. of closure with different plot lines. I felt satisfied with where, with where they are in their relationship. It didn't jump too far ahead or seem too um, fake yeah. or unrealistic, I guess. So that's why yeah. I say it's satisfying. I highly recommend it. Definitely it, the time you put in to watch it will pay off. <laughs> it will not be wasted in the last episode like business proposal. Yes. Like or 25, 21. Or a business proposal. 20, yeah. Business proposal so many fucking was shows. so good up until the last episode when they jumped five years and then made it like a super happy ending. Like totally unrealistic. Yeah. I know. I thought we left that trope back in like 2010, no. but I guess not. So just a word of, word of warning to people who haven't seen the business proposal. <laughs> Watch it all up until the second to last episode, then just yeah. be like, all right, I don't need to know more. <laughs> all right. Do you have any last thoughts on uh, forecasting love um, and weather? The dude, he's so good looking. Like – I don't want to watch Nevertheless because I don't want to see him in, like, a mean character. I loved his sweet, like, heartwarming character in this drama. You should watch him in um, this – he does another K-drama where he's a ballet dancer. Uh, La Vinilera? I, I don't remember what it's called because it's in, like, Italian or French or something. Mm-hmm. It's in another language. But – Anyway, just Google him okay. as a ballet dancer. And he's got – his uh, partner in the show is an old man. So it's oh. very heartwarming. He's a good person. Okay, yeah. You'd love him in that one. I'll watch that. Um, but yeah. All right. If you have made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of – Idle Talk Pod. Why did I forget <laughs> the name of our show for like a quick second? <laughs> but yes, thank you again. Please like, review, and subscribe to us on all the major podcast directories. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.